right where we left off. I actually want to pick up with William. So, last thing that happened was Piro uh, appears to have disappeared in a flash of light somewhere from behind you. You are now alone in an alleyway. What is William's initial... What is he going to do? William has absolutely no idea what the mime is capable of. Mm -hmm. So, he has no reason to assume anything is out of the ordinary, and he's just going to go home. (laughs) Okay. Um, so are you going to call somebody, or are you going to walk, or how yeah, you you're stranded there? in this alley. Stranded? You call, have an, an, call an Uber. Yeah. You're a call Come on. So you call an Uber, and you notice at this point that you have a couple of missed calls. And one thing that we didn't do last time that I think we should do this time is go ahead and roll for your legacy. Um, so read that move out right quick. Uh, whenever time passes, roll plus savior to see how members of your legacy feel or react to your most recent exploits. Before rolling, ask the other players to answer these questions about your performance. Right. Take a negative one to the roll for each no answer. So this is going to go badly then. Question one. Have you been upholding the traditions of your legacy? So, is this a question to me as the player no, or the, me yeah, as the you, baroness? You as the player okay. the character. I think no. You think no? Okay, we yeah. got I don't one think no. you have uphold, upheld... I would say no as well. Say no as well. Okay, so that's a solid no on that one. What's the next question? Slight difference. Have you maintained the image of your legacy? Hmm. Yes. Yeah. You think yes. yes? Okay. I think so. He's he's doing like everything that his father tells him when his father tells him to do it. Fair enough. All right. We've got we've got two out of three yeses. I think we can yeah. go with that. And what's, what's the other one? Have you made the other members of your legacy proud? He made he explicitly made his father proud. He did. Alright, so we've got a negative one. Negative one. Yep, go ahead and roll that. That is an 11 on the dice, plus one, so a 12. Nice, and on a success. On a hit, one of them offers you meaningful encouragement, an opportunity, or an advantage. So you have a couple of messages uh, on your phone. Um, mostly, these are from your brother, Eric. Uh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> And they're about your most recent fight with Bulletproof. The gist of it is that Eric doesn't think that your dad's going to be very happy with you, you know, flaunting your powers out in public because you did choke him out, like, in giant demon form in front of a bunch of cameras. And it was awesome. (laughs) And it was awesome. But kind of runs counter to kind of keeping this on, on the down low. It's true. So your brother Eric is very magnanimously, uh, offering to help you out with this. He thinks that you should get in front of this and go public rather than trying to... Because you've, you've already been on the news, right? True. It's, you, you can't kill the story at this point. So he thinks you should get out in front of this, claim it, and, you know, really use this to your advantage. Interesting. All the messages are from him or are there other ones? Most of them are from him. Um, you do have one from your dad that just says, we need to talk. I feel like this should probably be discussed with the father figure first. Okay. And foremost. I don't dislike the idea of going public. Yeah. Uh, So the other thing to note is that at this point, it's getting on towards like 8, 39 o'clock in the morning. All this stuff happened fairly early. It is a school day. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I'm catching an Uber to school. (laughs) Are you going to go to school? That's what I was going to ask is, are you going to go to school? Fair enough. All right. So you get an Uber and you get dropped off in front of your pretty prestigious private academy. It's called the Ackman Academy. It was funded largely by John Ackman, who is both a U.S. senator and the first all-American axiom. Um, so it's a kind of prestigious school. There is a uniform. Not right for me. 
Uh, you are not currently in it because you just came from a meeting. That said, you can probably get away with making a change some point. Hmm. And I want to ask the rest of the table, what does this uniform consist of? I think it would have an emblem. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a crest. Yeah, definitely a, a crest over the pocket. Super cliche anime on this. Well, like, that's what my private school had. Yeah, yeah. private schools have logos. Thanks for calling. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Man, you grew up in an anime. Just admit it. <laughs> sweater vest. Sweater vest. Sweater vest. Sweater vest I support an, sweater vest. Sweater vest with an emblem. All right, cool. Yeah, Anything else? And a tie. Tie. Definitely tie. Yeah. Short Color pants. Tie. No. <laughs> Please not. Uh-uh. Maybe no. short pants optional in the summer. Bow tie yes. optional. Ooh, bow tie optional? There's no way. Because okay. it's optional. You it's don't optional. have to wear it. No, I like that. I like some sort of tie, but it doesn't have to be a neck tie. It just has to be some sort of like a neck. Bolo tie? Yeah. It could be a, yeah, it could be a, going a bolo tie. Like, it could be a, it, yeah, it could even be like maybe an ascot. Ooh. Wow. That is like the richest thing ever. ever. Right? I bet you go to school with some sort of And low friends. Or like, um, like really Both shiny shoes? black shoes, yeah. You guys have very different pictures of what this school uniform looks like. <laughs> so so I think what we have settled on, just so that we have one unifying kind of thing, sweater vest. Sweater vest. Uh, definitely a button-down shirt with some sort of tie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, probably either khakis or slacks. Just something that's, you know, a normal but comfortable dress pant. Sport coat. Uh, and probably some sort of dress shoes, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yes. Not a blazer? Okay. Well, blazer is optional. 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 Okay. Blazer is for formal occasions. Yes. Okay. So you are now at school. And most of your classes I'm not going to go through. You, This is normal high school stuff. I do want to ask William some questions <coughs> about William, though. Is William a popular kid in his school? He's well known. Well, yeah, definitely. His family is super, super rich. Yeah. I, uh, I would probably say yes. I mean, okay. he's not exactly like... Super charismatic, but he's. This is also his crowd where he's most comfortable. Yeah. Sure, sure. So, uh, and so as you are leaving your third period uh, class, which is probably some sort of an English class, you come across a scene in the hallway of two upperclassmen very stereotypically bullying a lowerclassman uh, and trying to shove him into a locker. <gasps> is he a nerd? Oh, uh, and you probably know these upperclassmen. Let's call them Fred and Don. And you probably know them, at least by reputation. They're kind of in your, not necessarily your specific set, but they're rich kids. They come from very well-off families. Most of the people here do, but they're in kind of the elite of that uh, just below you. The kid they're well, bullying... Like everyone is, the, the, kid, the kid they're bullying is probably someone you've never met. This is probably a freshman. And at the moment, they're just, yeah, shoving him into a locker... And you can hear him kind of like, guys, let me out! You know, and banging on the locker. What do you do? <laughs> do you have something to say? Uh, yeah, I just feel like this would be a spot where William would be really you know, charming and suave and diplomatic. <laughs> like, not tick off the bullies, but if we're, also build alliances. If we're offering our opinions, I think that William feels superior to most of the people he's interacted with in the past. Mm-hmm. I, also I think, think that would frame his actions. I also feel like he would take every opportunity to like build networks with people, no matter <laughs> what position they are in the high school. Okay, okay. Will, William's shoulder angel slash devil have had their say. <laughs> what William, about me? William. <laughs> shoulder bear? Shoulder bear might happen later. 
<laughs> so what does William actually do in this? Are you just going to like walk by it? Are you going to do anything? Are you going to say anything? At this point, I'm all I'm just going to walk by. Oh, all right. So yeah, you walk by and you can kind of hear the uh, the hollering of this uh, you know, <laughs> underclassman from inside the locker and the banging on it. And I think uh, I think Fred in specific kind of like hauls in behind you and like offers to give you a fist bump. No, that's getting straight ignored. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he stops in the middle of the hall and kind of looks at his fist like, what, not good enough for you? Obviously not. <clears throat> Definitely not. <laughs> and then you round the corner into a face that you haven't actually seen before, but you might recognize nonetheless. Because the last time you saw Deborah, she was wearing, like, skull makeup. She was dressed in, like, really stereotypical evil sorcerer robes. Debbie is in your high school, and she's kind of watched this whole thing play out um, from the corner of one of the hallways. And she's like, you know, I honestly thought that you would step in there. Step into what? You just seem like the... the and she holds up her phone, and she shows you some video of you fighting Bulletproof. The type... For what? I'm confused. You know, to save people, to step in in dangerous situations. To, to save who? What are you talking about? That kid back there in the locker. What? And she puts, I... and she puts the phone oh. back. Oh, I didn't even notice. And she looks at you. Um, <laughs> I don't want to handle that. Uh, you know what? Weirdly enough, go ahead and directly engage a threat. <laughs> This is a social combat. <laughs> yes. Outsnarker. I don't think I'm going to be rolling plus savior on this one. Okay. Well, I mean, you could. So you just roll insert it plus danger. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's an 11. Nice. Uh, so 10 plus, pick two. Do you want to resist or avoid her burn? Uh, <laughs> do you want to create an opportunity? So I'm going to, first of all, uh, impress her. Okay. With just how uh, above all this I am. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to uh, take her phone out of her hand. Okay. (laughs) So as she's going to put it back in her pocket, you just kind of grab it. Just take it. And she kind of looks at it, and I look at the picture of me on the front page, and I say, Mark's right, this could be good for publicity. And she just like holds out her her hand for the phone back. Uh, And she kind of like fans herself with the phone. Like, obviously, she's impressed by your suavity in this moment. And I think that's kind of where we move on from that scene. Uh, so, meanwhile, kind of tracking back. So, Piero, you find yourself in a room. Mm-hmm. Uh, one minute you were in an alley and just realizing that this was the same alley that you dodged uh, Ruby in last night. Uh, and then there was kind of this really bright flash of light. And next thing you know... I disappeared. Go ahead and take a powerful blow. <laughs> No, it's <laughs> Okay. I took a powerful blow there. I think we all took a powerful blow. <laughs> to my blow. heart. Yes. I've been saving that one. That's good. So you're in a room, and it's not very large. Probably, like, the size of a child's bedroom. There are a few things I want you to know about this room. First off, it is wooden. Um, the floor is just a really nice hardwood, um, as are the walls, as is the ceiling. There are a few things missing in this room, like windows or doors. Nice. Uh, there are a lot of things present in this room, which is to say that wall-to-wall-to-wall-to-wall is covered in masks. Oh, no. Um, they look very similar, but not exactly the same as yours. You can tell that these are just kind of like different versions of it. 
Uh, and you hear from your waist, Hiro, be very careful. Whatever you do, don't... T-. And then um, your mask shuts up. And kind of flies. Uh, where where do you where do you keep it when you're um, when you're not actively doing things? Probably hip. Probably hip. Hip. It flies off of your hip onto a peg on the wall. Oh no! And you feel the room move. <laughs> now I you don't move with this. It's just like someone has taken this and picked it up and shifted it. You're still standing on the floor, but like the room is on its edge now. Okay. And you can like, feel like pulling you down. Am I like standing on a wall? Like, is that what it looks like? That's what like? it feels like, but that's not what anything looks like to you. None okay. of your perspective hasn't changed, just the feeling. Okay, alright. And in the middle of the room, very slowly starts to, piece by piece, uh, appear a figure. You know those little um, drawing mannequins that... Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it's one of those. It's a figure model. Oh. It's a bit smaller than you, but still large for a figure model. So it's like maybe three and a half, four feet tall. And it is appearing on the, on the plane where its feet are pointed down. So it's kind of above your head at this point. And you hear a voice. Hello, Piro. I think it's time we had a talk. What do you do? I would like to uh, have a dark vision. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfectly fine. Go ahead and have a dark vision. Mark your doom track. Doom track. Yep. Now, it's been a while since we've done this, so yeah. remind me how it works. Uh, mark my doom track to have a vision about the situation at hand. Okay. After the vision, after the ask the GM a question, and they will answer it. Honestly. Okay. So, the vision you have, you see a giant wooden crate hurtling through space. Oh. Like, somewhere between the Earth and the Moon. Okay. And you can hear from inside, like, a bunch of rattling. Um, like, it's full of, like, teeth or bones. Just that kind of, like, dry rattle from inside. Okay. And as it comes closer to your field of vision, it starts to descend into the atmosphere and catch on fire. What's your question? Uh, are the masks on the walls an audience? They are not. If anything, you get the sense that they're trapped here as much as you are. Oh, I can't ask another question, can I? Nope. Damn it. Unless you want to have another dark vision, which I'm willing to let you do. No, thank you. I'm okay. (laughs) All right. Do I have to do more? Um, Is it just the dark vision? That's your dark vision. Okay. Yeah, so you've asked your question, and now what are you going to do with it? I guess I'm just going to look at the the figure guy and try Mm -hmm. to maybe, like, you know, size him up. Sure. Um, I think this is an assess the situation. Yep. Go ahead and do it. It's, uh, what is it? Uh, Plus superior. Plus superior. That's 11. Nice. Plus 3. Nice. You're very superior. Nice. Good job. All right, so look at that uh, list of questions and go ahead and ask me some. Who? Oh, geez. Where is it? It's assess the situation. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Ask two. Ooh. And you take plus one while acting on the answers. Two questions. I would like to know uh, what here is the greatest danger? Definitely that figure in the middle of the room. Okay. Um, it, it sounded like a person, but it does not feel like a person. Okay, and uh, how can I best end this quickly? That one is... So you, you get the idea that it's here to talk to you, mm-hmm. and you think that probably giving it what it wants is the best way to end it quickly. Okay. All right. I would like to wave. Okay. <laughs> and it lifts a hand and kind of like creakily waves back at you, and it's a very similar sound to the one you just heard in your vision. Gross. I've been waiting so long to say hello... Piro, 
you, for now, can call me, for now, the playwright. For now. And I, and it kind of bows at you, am the author of your doom. <laughs> oh no. But I come here with an offer to you. I would like to release you from your contract. And all I ask in return is a favor. Are you willing to do a favor for me, Piro? I guess that depends on the, on the favor. Ah, well. Let me explain the situation in which we both find ourselves. Once upon a time, I was much like you. A person of flesh and blood and teeth. And I love stories, Piro. I was greatly renowned in both the scientific and arcane circles of my time. I was always the last to leave a theater, and when my life started to grow dim, I realized I was leaving this theater well before the story was done. I couldn't let that happen. I have to see how humanity plays out. So I stepped outside. But before I did, I asked one of my most faithful companions to do me the favor, and he gestures at the masks, of spreading and think of them like telescopes. They let me see. They let me experience and interact to a small degree. And you, and he kind of gestures vaguely at one of the walls, and your friend have done an excellent job, despite a few ad-libs. Your friend Ruby, on the other hand, has gone completely off book. <laughs> I want that mask back, and I want Ruby. And I am willing to release you from your doom in exchange for these things. What will happen to Ruby? And he just kind of like looks around at the rest of the masks, and the room shifts again until you're standing face to face, as opposed to like the playwright hovering above you. And you feel like you're back on your feet again. And it kind of reaches out and like gently touches your shoulder, and it is the oogiest feeling you have ever felt. Oogiest? Yes. It just sends chills down you. Piro, to understand that... You need to understand what will happen to you if you do not. You see, I need sustenance. All things that are or were or sort of live need sustenance. What I need is drama, is emotion. I need your depth of emotion. Normal fear or love or pain, or what have you. These are the junk food of my day-to-day -day life. No, I need you condensed to the hardest point of your despair. That, to me, is a vintage. Oh my god. <laughs> so, will you do me the favor of giving me Ruby and her mask, and in exchange, I will take yours from you? Is this like... Do you need, like, an immediate answer? <laughs> it kind of looks around. <laughs> Are you trying to bide for more time here? No, I just genuinely want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you can take all the time you want. Neither of us is going anywhere. Oh, so not really. Uh... You do hear at that point kind of a weird, almost like, drumming sound somewhere, and it kind of cocks its head up. Hmm. I misspoke. You are on a timer. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, so I'm just going to think out loud here, because it's just, it's just not yeah, going to go work in my head. Go for it. Uh, it's really a question of my, char my character values 
their safety over the safety of the only friend that they've ever had. Yes. <sighs> you could also, you know, say yes and then not go through with it. That's true. If you're that frightened, you might still be just saying yes to get out of the situation and then possibly hope you can get out of it later. That said, I will remind you, last uh, last time Kira made a contract in this deal, yeah, all it took I... was taking a mask. So yeah. saying yes might be enough of that. So just to let you know. You might just have to break a contract later. Dun, dun, dun. And if I give, if I give Ruby over, that's not that's not saving them. It's just giving them what I would have gotten, regardless. That's not very friendly. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I have to say yes, but can, well, can I what, work out like what, like a what, contract? What, are you gonna ask that in character? I don't know. Can I? Yeah, yeah. Can I? Can we get these terms, like, written down? Can we... Oh, of course. Negotiate? Of course. Hero. And you can hear kind of like a... It's almost like a thump, thump, thump at this point. Mm-hmm. We don't have a whole lot of time, though. Here's how this works. You say yes, I give you back your mask. The next time Ruby comes after you, and she will, all you need do is allow Ruby to touch you. At that point, you will both be brought here, I will take your mask, and send you on your way. Ruby will not leave. Are these terms amenable? I guess. I guess they're... I guess they're... Alright. I don't really see another another <clears throat> way. Another choice. And it reaches out a hand towards you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Shake on it. Ask why you need deal. Shake on it, yeah, why, why? Why do you need me? Emotional resonance. Ruby is obsessed, and that pounding starts mm. to get louder and louder. Um, dangerously so. Why? Yeah, why didn't you just bring her here if you wanted her so badly? As I said, Ruby has gone off book. So you, you can't control her? Normally. And he kind of looks up, and you can hear that pounding, and you can almost hear, like, wood splintering. Uh, Sorry. Normally, the mask and the person to whom it is bonded tend to be slightly at odds. There's a sort of friction between them that creates a bond that I can use to either observe or interact. Ruby does not have that static, for lack of a better word. With her mask, they've struck a deal and you can hear the masks on the wall start rattling and, like, shaking. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, like, holds up a hand and they stop. Silence. And the corners of the of the room start to kind of, like, disintegrate a little bit. Um, and you can see out past them, it, it looks like fire. And you can hear, like, this almost a voice over, over the, the, like, wood creaking. Mm-hmm. And it's just one word over and over again, and it's mine. Okay. So, you see, I need your help, and you need mine to escape the dreadful fate that awaits you, should you not. And it holds out its hand again, and you can see a little, it's a little faster this time. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to shake that hand. You know, you're going to grab it? Creak that little <laughs> wooden hand. Okay. Yeah, you got it. And as, <laughs> and as you do, there is just a scream from outside uh, this room, and it's just, Great. no, not your friend, mine, 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 and it's like banging on the, and then you can see the top of this start to get ripped off. Okay. Um, and you wake up, and you're in an alleyway. I'm in an alleyway. You're in the same alleyway. 
And there's a little uh, black dot in the middle of your hand where you shook hands with oh, the playwright. Oh, gross. The black spot. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly and what I was your, thinking. And your mask is kind of like resting against a trash can across the alleyway from you. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I'm going to pick him up. And you hear kind of a voice. I told you to be careful. You don't know what you've done. That's fair. Meanwhile, Darren and the Baroness yes. <laughs> rode off into the sunset. Yes. I, I remember at the uh, at the end of the last session, uh, Darren was pretty banged up after uh-huh. the fight with Bulletproof. You're you're at Officer Darren's house at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I can regenerate from quite a bit, but if I receive so much damage, what my body will do is it will molt essentially, and will shed off, and uh-huh. I'll come out a little bit paler, a little my tendrils will be a little bit shorter. Um, I'll be a little bit smaller, uh-huh. briefly, um, and my powers will be a little bit more unreliable, so I'm going to float <laughs> instead of walking because my density manipulation isn't super reliable, uh-huh. but, so I'm going to be molting now, Okay. and I need, I'm going to be made to place in my uh, <laughs> basement chamber that is a containment unit, so, so I will begin to like have parts of my body fall off. Okay. So, so I, I, like this, I like this scene opening. With um, the Baroness seated at the at Officer Darren's kitchen table, uh-huh. with Officer Darren's wife serving tea. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, um, while well, uh, this is going yeah. on underneath, yes, uh, Meredith is yeah serving you some tea, and it's very awkward. Um, she doesn't really know oh, how yeah. to talk to a bear. Yeah, I like your little like bear <laughs> claws holding yeah. a teeny tiny cup. Bear <laughs> claws there. And she she, no, like, she like, kind of hesitated at first when you came in to offer you honey because she didn't know if that would be offensive. <laughs> So you've been there for probably uh, probably a good half an hour. Yeah. And you hear a car like very quickly uh, pull up outside at this point. And Officer Darren at this point kind of like comes into the house and Meredith is in there and he stops and he's like, hello, Jackie. <laughs> uh, I, I, hear, I hear you guys were in a scuffle. How's Darren doing? Uh, <laughs> Darren is downstairs. I don't know if I know about that Darren can regenerate or not. I think this is the first time I've done this, because yeah. I've never yeah. been this seriously and injured before. Yeah. You were pretty injured when you got home, I so was... I think you probably would just have headed downstairs. Yeah, there's thing, goop right? all over the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My eyes are just going to dart between the goop and back up to Darren and then over to Meredith. Like, I'm just not sure if I'm the one that should be telling him that Darren <laughs> got beat up. No, no. <laughs> um... Meredith at this point is like pouring a cup of tea and taking a long like I need some time to think sort of sit. Uh-huh. Uh, and then she puts it back down on the table. Darren's downstairs. Maybe you should go check in. I, I know she's always more comfortable around you. Mm. And uh, an officer Darren kind of nods a little bit and looks between the two of you and the goop on the floor. And then so downstairs in Darren's basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darren is molting at this point, right? Yeah. So large chunks oh. of like the outer uh, fleshy exterior is starting to fall off Mm -hmm. uh it is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in the like medical like at the doctor's office term of like when they say this is uncomfortable (laughs) it actually is not not great this isn't great um because it does use a lot of energy but i think i would light up like seeing him there of like (laughs) like oh my gosh you can yeah because he's he's kind of at the top of the stairs at this point he's like sort of like knocked on the wall to get your attention Mm -hmm. is there anything that i can do i think some Shiitake mushrooms would be great right now. I'll go get some. Uh, 
Are you are you going to be okay? I'll just need a couple hours. And uh, and he nods and like closes the door because he. Uh, this looks like a private kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have fun, kiddo. <laughs> uh, upstairs. Did we ever decide on names for the children? I was going to go with Todd and Cooper, but I didn't know if that was. Uh, yeah, no, that, that works for me. Yeah. Todd and Cooper are very happy to see a an actual factual bear. And Todd and Cooper are basically at this point like kind of like standing across the table wide-eyed. They just came in from outside when Darren got home. Uh-huh. It is a school day. It is. They're homeschooled. They are definitely ah. homeschooled. They're definitely homeschooled. <laughs> of course. Nice. And they're just kind of like staring at the bear. Um, yeah, would they just... know you? Because you're kind of somewhat famous. I, yeah, but like, yeah. I don't think you've been Depends over Depends on whether they had the news on this morning. That's they a might, good question. They might know who I am. But probably not like have ever met you. Yeah, they probably yeah. haven't met me. And and uh, and Todd kind of raises a hand like you're going to ask a question in class. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm kind of sipping my tea, kind of lost in my own thoughts right yeah. now. And Cooper like elbows him in the in the side, and Todd's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> inching higher and higher. Yeah. As a bear, I don't understand human children. <laughs> I'm just kind of looking over at Meredith every now and like, is, is there something wrong? Come one and come two. <laughs> he wants to ask a question. Okay. <laughs> you can ask a question, human child. Man come. Man come. Thank you. And he kind of lowers his hand. Do you live in a cave? And Meredith kind of like swats him on the top of the head for that. <laughs> no, I don't. And they both kind of like inch back a little bit. <laughs> Uh, at this point, <laughs> Officer Darren has come back up, uh, and he looks over at you, and he goes, I'm going to run out to the store. Uh, and he looks over at Meredith. I'm going to get some mushrooms for Darren. Um, and she says, we could use some more milk. And, yeah, and he gets a, a little list of things to go <laughs> <laughs> We're out of toilet paper. <laughs> more importantly... And that's gloops. That gloops gonna stain the yeah. carpet. The kid, we Swiffer. The kid's shampoo is out, you know. Um... <laughs> So he gets a little list of things. I had something that I wanted to talk with you and Darren about. Oh, would you want to stick around for dinner tonight? I suppose I can. Only I think it's going to take her a couple hours down there. Or at least that's what she told me. And I guess we could drop by Kopi later on, but it feels like going out again is just a... <laughs> just a bad idea. Yeah, that makes sense. And he nods at you, and he, he kind of, like, heads out the door. So, a couple of, a couple of things. Uh, Meredith is more than happy to have you, uh, you know, around. <laughs> okay. The boys eventually get over their absolute terror at there's an actual bear here, yeah. and decide that, would you want to go outside and play fort with them? Um, <laughs> do you want to go outside and play fort with them? I do. I definitely okay. do. Yes. They, they have a little treehouse out back, um, and basically, it... The way they play this out is that you're a monster sieging their their fort because you're a giant bear. Right. So they hide in the fort and, like, throw pine cones at you. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so awesome. I'm so sad. I'm, like, shedding. This is the coolest thing ever. I, I'm recording it with my eyes. Oh, thank you. God. That's amazing. Yeah. Post that, too. Maybe, maybe yeah, it's yeah. streaming to the basement. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instabear. Um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Instabear. Instabear. Because that's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing my best not to just knock the tree over. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's a good time is had by all. Yes. Meanwhile, after school. So. Yeah, I didn't go to school at all. I'm the only one who goes to school in this entire group. <laughs> my character dropped out. That's yeah. not my fault. The statement stands. 
<laughs> don't, don't worry. Don't worry. There's school enough for everyone. <laughs> oh my Fantastic. We get it. You're rich. One <laughs> percent. Yeah. Oh. Rub it in with having a united family. Oh. United so, is a strong term. So uh, your chauffeur stops by to pick you up after school. Um, and you're kind of surprised that Debbie actually gets in with you and that this is apparently an expected thing. What? What? What are you? What are you doing, Debbie Downer? I'm coming to dinner with you. Okay, we need to clarify this. Are you coming to dinner at my place at the invitation of my family? Or are you coming to dinner with me? I like the second, but it's actually the first. <laughs> yeah, that girl. Way more sense. <laughs> that needs to be made clear. <laughs> Debbie and Merit, two MVPs. Yes. <laughs> Debbie is still in kind of her school uniform, so she's got like the sweater vest and necktie, um, and she kind of like loosens up the necktie a little bit while you're uh, on the way home. And she she looks over at you. So um, buttons a button. <laughs> no, it's not like that kind. Of it's a sweater vest. Like, <laughs> P- PG thirteen guys. Um, it's that one top button. Show just a little bit of collar. Oh, just a tiny. <laughs> That's why it's good. Yeah. So all, along the way, she's like. Yeah, I'm really sad about Diviner. She doesn't seem that way. So he's super dead, right? I mean, he's probably dead, but not super dead. <laughs> that probably is an important distinction. Oh, yeah, definitely. Look, and she uh, kind of like rolls the window up between you and the chauffeur to get some soundproofing. After dinner tonight, there's something I really want to show you. She kind of like, like makes an eye at you. Ooh. <laughs> like in Saved by the Bell when someone flirts and the audience goes Ooh. Yeah, it's, definitely, it's definitely that kind of thing I'm not sure how to take that well it's relevant to the whole diviner situation okay I'll bite I guess cool. she shudders so what I need from you then is if there's any way you can get your dad either out of the house or at least out of his study, that would be great. <laughs> well, that's slightly different than showing me something. Well, the thing I want to show you is probably in his study. And he yeah. probably wouldn't like me messing with it. Yeah, and why do you need to be messing with it? Because there's things you don't know that you need to. Hmm. And I should trust you because... She moves her hand across her face, and as she does, that, like, skull makeup kind of pops back on. Because I know a guy who could literally see the future. He's dead now. Your dad killed him. (laughs) He should have seen that coming. He did. Oh, cool. (laughs) And I'm here because of that. This is very cryptic. It is. You'll understand more when I show you. Uh, I'm not sure I I want you to show me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's up to you if you like your house and your city. Wait, what? She kind of shrugs. Gotta play the game sometimes, big boy. What? How did you get an invite into my house? (laughs) Your brother, Eric. Damn it, Eric. Why, Eric? Why do you do this? Nightshade owed me a favor. Eric owed Nightshade a favor. I called in my favor. It's all about networking. So let me get this straight. Yeah. You expended several extremely potentially valuable favors in order to have the chance to come into my home and you're counting on the fact that you can manipulate me into allowing you into my father's study without his knowledge. That's not what I want to manipulate you into. Um, I'm just hoping that you'll 
do the thing that gets you information that the actual psychic told you you might want. I have literally no reason to trust you at any point. I know. It's I sexy. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea if you are an actual psychic. If this person is an actual psychic, are you the psychic? Who's the psychic? Diviner would probably the psychic. No, divine. No, design. Diviner could see the future, and also both of us sense. have some minor, uh, some minor uh, sorcery. But that's that's more of a learned thing. I'm an actual psychic. Oh, really? Yeah. And that gives you the power to... Mostly skim surface thoughts, feelings, that kind of thing. So you just understand exactly, like, how much I don't trust you right now. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. And she Great. kind of smiles. <laughs> You're probably into that. Weird. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, we'll see about this, Debbie. Hey, are you, uh, do you have any food allergies? <laughs> Shellfish. Perfect. Nothing but shellfish for dinner tonight. And she kind of laughs a little bit. Uh, so, meanwhile, Piro, you are in an alleyway. In an alleyway. And you've kind of collected your mask at this point. Uh, where are you going from there? You know what? Let's go visit that poor guy from the hospital. Okay. <laughs> he probably knows what I'm going through. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to go visit that guy in the hospital. Yeah. You don't know that guy's name. No. Are you just going to go to the hospital? Yeah, okay. sure. So you go to the hospital, you basically walk in kind of the front reception area, there's a big desk. Um, what do you do? Uh, realize that I don't know his name. Yes. Uh, How are you going to speak his name anyway? Well, I don't know. I don't really have a plan here. I mean, notepads exist. You can write things down. True. That's fine. True. Um, so ASL I guess, is a thing. I guess I go up to the hospital receptionist mm-hmm. and, I, and I write down, hello, I cannot speak. Uh, I am looking for a patient I brought in. Uh, yesterday? That, whose name I don't know. And she kind of, uh, types a little bit, and then looks at you, and then types a little bit, and then looks at you. Um, I'd love to help you out, but he's been released. Oh. He only had a a minor, uh, a minor thing, and, uh, so he was treated, he was actually released this morning. Okay, well that's good. Good for that guy. (laughs) Um... Ah, I guess I'll go to Kopi. I don't know. Okay. On your way to Kopi, um, you pass a store. In the window, weirdly enough, oh, no. there's you know a big TV display. And on that display is the guy you took to the hospital last night. Oh, hospital guy? Yeah. What? So he's kind of like halfway through. And it says at the bottom, Todd Roman, internet celebrity. <gasps> Last night, I admit, I was a little bit baked, and I got in the middle of an altercation between uh, two super people, and he kind of, like, pulls out his phone. I got some sweet, sweet video if you want to check out my Insta. God damn it. And he kind of pulls in on the little piece of video that's got your name tag on it. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to say, because the hero that totally saved me, took me to the hospital, got me all set up, left before I could even thank them, so... Pyro, wherever you at, Todd Roman's got your back. And that, I think, is where we're going to end that issue. That is so heartwarming. Todd Roman has my back. Todd Roman is looking out for you. Does he have your back? No. No. He's got my back. I don't even have my back. Get shit off.
A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of flesh and bones and teeth. Seriously, check it out. The Baroness is played by Christina. Piero is played by me, Lenny. You can find me on Instagram at IncognitoTuba. William and Furnace is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at Nanjitsu. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at Cinder underscore Brandt. On Instagram at Brandt.ash. And on Tumblr at Kimmons. Find us on Stitcher, Google Play, or your podcatcher of choice. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.